Hi, everyone, and welcome to what I'm going to call the launch of my branding interview series. I am so happy to bring you today a Thai good one. We have a story that goes way back, and we may be able to get into that story if we have a little time. Uh, but today we are talking with Ty about how branding is an inside job. And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to introduce Ty, and then we have several questions um, that I'm going to ask her. So make sure you have your pens and pencils ready, or if you're a digital writer, your computer ready so that your fingers can get to typing. Okay, Ty, how are you doing today? I am so excited, Shannon, to help you launch this series. Thank you. Thank you for being my first guest. I've been uh, dreaming about doing this for a while, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to start brilliant with Ty Goodwin. So here we are. <laughs> okay, Ty Goodwin is, uh, she calls herself a master educator, and I totally agree with that as an educator myself. She is the creator of the 1515 Challenge and the Brand Your Own Brilliance system. She's a brilliance catalyst that offers intuitive life and business coaching for authors, coaches, consultants, and holistic practitioners. She specializes in helping these individuals transform their ideas and content into information products, self-study programs, workbooks, and workshops. So it is my honor to have Ty with us today. We are talking about how branding is an inside job. So I'm going to go ahead and spring the first question on her. Are you ready, Ty? I am absolutely ready. Okay. We are talking about branding today and how it relates to our business image and confidence. Could you please tell us a little bit about your own brand evolution and how it's changed over the years? Well, Shannon, I have to make a full confession. I was the flip-flop queen of branding. And what I mean by that is, you know, I love coming up with phrases and words and, and, you know, taglines and all that kind of stuff. And every time I thought of something that was different, I would try to figure out ways to incorporate or either shift what's known as our brand, you know, to the new lingo. So I started out as the career makeover coach. And, you know, I did that for a while, but I had to shift into something else, and then I shifted and shifted. I mean, I've had a number of different ways that I've shown up in the world, but I finally have found my true home under the branding of Bankable Brilliant, and that really incorporates the essence of who I am, how I like to serve my clients, and really what my expectation is for the way I get to show up in the world. Okay, wonderful. So we've all probably gone through some brand shifts if we've been in business uh Long enough, I know that I went through one, and I'm kind of in the transition of another one. Uh, but in just a few words and, and giving us your opinion, what is branding, and what definition would you attach to that word in particular? Okay. So, you know, everybody knows the traditional kind of definition of branding, Shannon, where it's, you know, it's your logo, it's your website, it's your colors, it's all those things that stamp your brand out there in the world. The way I like to think of branding, though, is about two things. It's about exposure and experience. So, you know, you know you've, you've got the same background as a teacher, and we always try to chunk things down into the simplest form. So think about branding as exposure and experience, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. So your exposure, how you're showing up out there in the world, and yes, that is all the image, the logo, the, the brand, 
representation, the things that are out there physically defining who you are and what you look like. But what we often fail to remember is the experience side of it as well, and that is what do people associate with that? We were talking before the recording, Shannon, and you said something that was so powerful to me. You said that every time you go to write the word brilliance, you think of pie. That's correct. I sure do. So, of course, I love that, but that's the kind of connection that goes with the experience. So if you've had some bad experiences with me, you're going to want to scratch the word brilliance out. (laughs) (laughs) But if you've had some great experiences or you've had some, you know, great conversations, you've got some great information or ideas, you're going to want to write that word brilliance a lot more. And so it's not just the exposure, the image, and the, the logo and the tagline and the colors. It's the experience. What do people associate with your brand message, with your color when they see your website or when they hear the words that you associate with your core message? That's really great. So exposure and experience. Now, I'm going to be the devil's advocate just for a minute because you and I have spoken about this a few times, and uh, you know the work that I do with branding and getting the words right for the brand, but I hear something over and over again from the people that I'm working with, and it is this. Um, I am just one person. I'm not a brand. Coca-Cola is a brand. Uh, McDonald's is a brand. Walmart is a brand. I am just me. So have you encountered this in your work with clients too? And if so, how are you addressing that issue with them? You know, that's a really great question, Shannon, and it's really interesting. The people that often give me that response are the same people wondering why they don't have more clients. And it really is an internal connection that, you know, I help my clients make. And I call that shift work um, in my whole, you know, coaching program. I have a couple of different phases, and one of those phases is shift work. And it's getting all the mindset things in place that will allow you to be brilliant and bankable. Because there's a lot of people out there that are brilliant, but they haven't figured out how to be really bankable. And part of that is understanding that you do have a brand. Now, whether you realize it or not, you have a brand. And the truth is, if you don't brand yourself, other people will. Wow. You know, whether you're a solopreneur with, you know, three months of experience or you've been out there for 10 years. And I'll give you an example of how powerful that is. So I remember sitting at a table with an image consultant. And, you know, she was, you know, struggling with her marketing, you know, and I knew this, you know, the whole table didn't know this, but I knew this because her and I had had some, you know, some conversations, you know, from other events that we've been a part of. And so everyone was talking and, you know, people were, you know, asking for referrals that, you know, the things that people do at networking events. And someone said, you know what, I really want to get my colors done. And does anybody know um, of a really good image consultant? There are about six people at that table, Shannon. Not one person at that table with the image consultant recommended the image consultant. Wow. They were all, that, yeah. All, yeah, they were all talking about, oh, well, have you tried, you know, one of the women's names was Sharon someone, but have you tried Sharon so-and-so? She's got this great program, and she does this by YouTube, and, you know, she's not located, you know, locally, but she does this thing by YouTube, which she'll help you, and da-da-da, and it was such a big buzz. And to me, that's the power of branding. If you go sit in a room of people that you network with on a consistent basis and none of them recommend you, you're not memorable enough. You haven't given them the right exposure to your message, and you haven't created the right experience that's going to prompt them to tell other people about you. 
That's really great information. And I want to just add to this a little bit is that um, I wrote an article uh, on my blog. I cannot recall the name right now because I do a lot of writing, but I can send it out as a follow-up. Um, and it was about um, branding is the way someone feels about you in their gut. And this is kind of the language I've been using. You know, when I hear Ty Goodwin, I get excited. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to her on the phone again, or maybe we're going to run another program, or let me go use the word brilliant, right? It's the feeling you get, and you can either do, you know, portray negative feelings, or you can portray positive feelings, or we'll just go out on a limb and say indifferent, that nobody even knows how, you know, what you stand for or what you're doing. So that's an excellent point. So we're going to dive into today's three main points. I have often heard you say that branding is an inside job. Could you please tell us what you mean by that and the pieces that make up the inner work of our branding? Well, absolutely. You know, branding is totally an inside job. And what I mean by that is a lot of my clients, and I'm sure some of your clients do this too, Shannon, is that they look outside of themselves to try to figure out what their branding should be. So we're in this phase where, you know, creativity is at its top when it comes to the Internet and how people are building their reputations out there online. You know, we people want to find the coolest name. They want to find the best colors. They want to find a cool graphic or a cool WordPress template, anything that they think is going to look really good. Or, you know, they want to get a, a business card that has a foldover and a big image or their picture on it because that's what they saw someone else do, right? So there's all those different things um, that people are doing and that's from the outside. But real branding, and this is what I had to learn and why I went through so many shifts in my own branding was because it took me a long time to get that. It really starts on the inside. Your branding starts with things like your values. It starts with, you know, your core beliefs or, and what I like to call your brilliant zone. You know, who are you and how do you serve your audience? That's what I call, you know, being in your brilliant zone. And um, in the, the free ebook that I offer, I actually talk about the four ways that a lot of service-based professionals show up. They either show up as trailblazers, teachers, um, coaches, or healers or fixers is the last one. And when you figure out all of those things on the internal, you know, your mission, your vision, your values, your brilliant zone, that's where you really get to hone in on your unique branding. And you won't look and sound like anybody else out there because you've done the work on the inside. That's great. And just as from the content perspective, I want to add here for all of our listeners today that when you start speaking from that place, whether that's on your blog or in your newsletter or your, I call them special blasts, where you're, you know, you're marketing. It's email marketing. We can call it a million other things, but that's what it is. It's using content to market your services and your products. When you speak from that place of your purpose and your mission, that's really when people rally around you and get behind your cause, I believe. What do you think about that, Ty? Oh, I absolutely agree, Shannon. I call these things the three P's. I, you know, I, I love acronyms. I love, you know, <laughs> alliteration, right? So, you know, the three P's. Um, it's purpose, passion, and product, or, you know, the results you produce is another way to say that. Uh, and that's how you really build a solid position. And, and that goes right back to going to, you know, looking within, you know, what is your purpose and your calling? What are you most passionate about? And then what results do you produce for people? I see lots of folks that are trying to build a brand around something that sounds good, but they can't deliver on what their message is. So you can call yourself the, you know, um, 
let's say the energy healer guru, right? But if you can't get results for people, then you need to scratch that off your, you know, off your tag because you're not really helping people get results. And I see this a lot where, and this is one of my pet peeves, you know, when I see a lot of people saying that they're, they, they're the six-figure expert or they can guarantee to help you get <laughs> six figures. And I'm like, really? Because honestly, I think if we put a bowl or, you know, we did a map of all the people who are actually making six figures from being a coach and a consultant and doing all those things online, I think our whole economy would be in a much different place than it is. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're exactly right about that. I told my business coach the other day, I said, if I get one more email from somebody that claims they're a six-figure person, I'm going to just jump out the window. And she's like, don't do that. Just unsubscribe from their email list. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah, those three things, remember those three Ps, Um, your purpose, passion, and the results you produce is how you get to really solidify your position out there in the world. Okay, great. Now, um, you hit a little bit on values and standards that we live by, you know, personally, and that's what really makes our brand strong. So I just want to ask a follow-up question to this, and it's um, how do you hone in on, you know, a lot of us have a lot of values and we have a lot of standards, and obviously you can't convey all of that. It's like, you know, vomiting too much information about your brand. People are going to get confused. So what process could we use to really get down to what our core value, what our core mission is, and then be able to talk about that with our audiences? Oh, I love this question. And, you know, it's, it's doing a lot of the internal work. You know, I recently made some revisions to my mission and my vision, and I had to you know, weed out all the things that sound good but weren't really hitting home. You know, we can see, everybody can think of some cool language or we see a word that someone uses and we want to incorporate that. But if it's really not the language that you speak and the language that best connects to your audience, you want to get rid of that kind of stuff. But just ask yourself, when you're creating your mission and your vision and thinking about your values, what is it that you want to be the common bond between you and your audience, you and the people that you serve. So if you've got a list of 10 things that are important to you, what are the top five things that need to be a consistent bridge between you and your ideal clients? And those are the values that you want to consistently show into your blog posts, your messages, your follow-up messages, your presentations, and let those things be consistent. One of the things that my clients will hear me say um, all the time is that I practice what I preach. And, and one of the reasons I say that often, I even write it in my blog post, um, is because I, integrity is one of the things I really value. And so what that looks like and how that shows up in my business is when there's someone, you know, that will come to me and say, I want you to create an information product for me, you know, I have to make sure they have certain things in place to make that work. I don't just take their money and say, well, here's an outline for your product, especially if I know they don't have things in place to make it a saleable product. Right, so I practice what I preach. I live that out, and integrity is really a high value for me, and then I communicate that in my messages and into the work that I do with my clients. So, you know, make your list, and then pick those top five things that need to be just as valued by your audience, and those are the things that you want to incorporate. Those values, incorporate them into your messaging at every chance you get. Okay, so I want everyone to write this down. 
okay, I want you, when you leave today, don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off till, what's tomorrow? There's Friday. Okay, just, I want you to think, take five minutes, I want you to think, what are the top five core values and standards that you live by that you want to be known for in your brand? Okay, and I've done this work too, and, and they do change as your brand evolves. You know, I was like really adamant when I first launched the Writing Whisper to do a newsletter every week and like a full-blown newsletter. Those of you that get my newsletters, you know, it's like the word that you can replace and all the events going on and the free stuff. Okay, once a week was really ambitious. I did that for a year and I was like, whoa, I need to cut back on this. But my value, my, uh, my standard and what I value with my newsletter is building community with all of the lovely people on my newsletter list. So I dropped it down to twice a month. Okay, so your, your brand values, you know, your values may have to shift a little as your brand evolves and as your brand shifts, but you have to have a starting point of kind of think about what do you want others to be saying about your brand. So in Ty's case, they say she's a teacher. You know, she does a lot of teaching stuff. She can take the ideas in your head and turn them into products to sell. That's very important to her. Okay, so I've given you all a little homework today. You may have not thought I would, but I'm a former teacher. You know I love giving homework. All right, great, Ty. So now that we've talked about branding and all that goes on on the inside um, and how we need to align our brands with our values, could you please talk a little bit about how these aspects perfectly align with a business owner's marketing and messaging. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, I see, like I said, I see a lot of people that are just trying to put words together or they're trying to come up with a really cool title, you know, and they're trying to have this look of, you know, what they think a successful brand looks like. But the reality is, you know, that it, it starts with all the work that you do on the inside. So it's, you know, the, the, the values and all the things we just talked about. But it's also really being clear about knowing who you're talking to and what you're talking about to them. And one of the things, and I'm sure you run into this too, Shannon, is a lot of times when I'm working with clients, they say, well, I don't want to blog because I don't know what to write. And I'm like, oh, how yeah. Not, you know, how can you not know what to write? You're, you're, the, you know, you're the expert. And when I use the word expert, I use that term in a different way than most people. So expert to me doesn't mean that you have to know everything. You know, what I tell my clients is if you're sitting at a table and you're the only one that knows how to use a can opener, guess what? You become the expert on using a can opener. <laughs> That's right? right. I completely agree with that. <laughs> so, you know, it's really about being able to know who your audience is and know what you need to share with them um, that helps you align everything with your marketing and your messaging. And I had a client um, the other day where I'm just finishing up the latest round of Profitable on Purpose, the group coaching experience that I offer. And one of my um, participants said, you know, I'm so glad we've gone through this process because before I was all over the place in my blogging. You know, I didn't know what to talk about. But now that I know who my audience is, it's so much easier for me to figure out what to talk to them about. And so, you know, really having a clear understanding of your brand, the experience, the exposure, um, you know, that you want to have, and being able to connect it with your marketing and messaging relies on you knowing who your audience is. It's going to be a lot different if you're talking to, uh, you know, moms 
Well, let me give you a really clear example. So I saw someone the other day who was, they were marketing their weight loss product and their weight loss coaching to women. And I said, well, who are you targeting? He said, oh, any woman that wants to lose belly weight. And I said, well, you know, that, that's not going to be really effective because if I'm a mom that's had three kids, what I need to do and you know, what I need to get over to make that happen is going to be a lot different than a 24-year-old who's just graduated from grad school, has no kids, and has all the time in their free world, you know, to go to the gym and to go do all this other stuff. Or if I'm over 40 and, you know, starting pre-menopause, it's a whole different thing for me to lose weight. So you can't really just say it's for women who want to lose really fat. I mean, that's just wasn't specific enough. So you have to really get into who are you talking to because then your brand message becomes a little bit different for those audiences. And this is one of the reasons why when you listen to a lot of marketing people, and this is one of the things I agree with, is they will tell you that you want to really narrow it down to your audience of one. Now, that doesn't mean it's one individual person, but it does mean it's your core group of people. For example, when you read my intro, my core group of people it's the coaches, holistic practitioners, authors, and consultants. Now, you say, well, that's four different titles. And it's only because I can't think of a word, Shannon. <laughs> oh, you need some word right? help? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, right, for that. You know, when I did Launch While Working, which was another site that I ran, um, the word that I coined was employedpreneurs. They were employed entrepreneurs. And so I've been thinking and looking for a word that, and that really covers all the people that are message-based entrepreneurs. So, yes, they might be consultants, authors, speakers, or coaches, but their specific, the specific work that they do is tied to a deeper message, and that's what they want to have the most impact and influence around. So that's my audience of one. Those are the people that I'm connecting with. If you're a message-based entrepreneur, like you've got a mission and a message is what I say to them. If you've got a mission and a message, you're the exact kind of person that I want to work with and I want to help you be bankable. So I wouldn't be able to get that clear about who I serve and have a consistent brand message if I didn't know who those people were and what it is I wanted to talk to them about. I want to talk to them about how to unleash their brilliance and be really confident about owning their brilliance and how to be bankable how to take what they know and then turn it into a product they can sell. And so that's what my branding message is, be brilliant and bankable. That's really great. So there's a lot of work about audience, and I think, you know, even with myself, I think it's when we first come out into the business scene, we've all been here, it's like, oh, I just help women with their businesses. Like, that's what I really used to say because mm -hmm. I hadn't figured it out yet. And as my brand evolved and as I became more, you know, confident, I, I'm perfectly fine using that word, uh, more confident and more connected to my message and what it was that I wanted to help women business owners do, um, my audience got much more crystal clear. My offerings became much more crystal clear. And the people coming to me, right, for free calls, health seminars, whatever, they were there now with a purpose because we had connected. So I think it's really important for everyone listening today to understand that you have to do a lot of work with your audience first and really know not only what it is that you have to offer, but who should you be talking to. Otherwise, you're just wasting a lot of time and it's frustrating. You're going to networking events, you're spending time on Twitter and Facebook and all these other social networking, but you don't, you're not clear yet. And so 
it's just like throwing seeds out into the wind and hoping that one of them takes root one day. And as the popular saying goes, we ain't got time for all that. <laughs> we don't have time for that. So the more clear, yeah, the more clear you are on your audience and your message, the better off we're going to be. All right, Ty, so I have one last question for you, and this is a biggie. Are you ready? I am, but you know, can I, can I interject one thing here, Shannon, because you brought up a really good point. Sure. I heard you say that when you first started, you know, you had a broad audience. And as soon as you, when you started doing the work with your audience, that's one of the things that helped you define more of who you work with and what you do. And I want to share this with your audience. I did a, a video uh, it's out there on YouTube, and the title of the video was F Branding. Now, I don't use a lot of swear words. There are some people out there that they build their brand around swear words because people think it's cool, and that's cool. But the F word that I met was forget branding. And now I'm a big believer, yes, branding and having a message and even having your colors and all that stuff is important. However, I always advise my clients to forget about that until they do the work. So part of the work is that inner stuff we talked about, but the other part of it is actually doing the work. You can't really figure out what you love to do for clients until you do it. That is a great uh, point because I've dropped services off that I thought I would like to offer, like editing. Oh, no, I'm not editing anymore. <laughs> I don't ever want to edit anyone's, anything ever again. After picking up someone's book and being the editor, I was like, whoa, this is not what I'm being called to do right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's a great point. You know, brand evolution and brand shifts happen when you do the work and then you figure out what you love and what you don't. And I am a firm believer you should not be spending one minute in your business doing anything you do not love. It's why most of us left corporate education, wherever else we came from, because we wanted to do something that we loved. So that's an excellent point. Thank you, Ty. So I want to give your audience a challenge, like you gave them a homework assignment. So here's the challenge. If you have been using the excuse that you can't get two or three more clients until you figure out your brand, I want you to cut the bull crap. Because you can pick up the phone and you can call someone and you can do work with them, whether you have a great tagline or not, whether you've got the perfect WordPress template or the perfect color scheme, you can pick up the phone today and start doing work for people and getting paid for it to figure out if it's something that you want to include in your biggest service offering. So don't let that stop you because that will be a big excuse for people. They'll say, well, I can't call somebody or I can't send an email unless I have my website together. And, you know, I call, you know, BS on that because you can definitely pick up the phone and start getting clients today. Awesome. So you've all been giving two homework. Ty was nice. She called it a challenge. <laughs> uh, Ty is challenging you to pick up that phone, shoot off that email. You need to do some work. Um, you don't need a perfect website. You don't need a tagline. You don't need a fancy logo. You need to be able to say, this is what I offer. Are you interested? This is what I offer. Are you interested? Am I right, Ty? It really boils down to that. Absolutely, because here's the worst thing is that you spent, you know, $1,500 or $2,000 on a website, and then somebody goes there and they say, well, who have you worked for before? And you say, no one. That's right. Yeah, that's not a good feeling. <laughs> like, oops, I kind of forgot that piece of the equation, you know? <laughs> okay, great. Last question, and you all, please have your pen or pencil ready. 
This is the biggie. Ty, what would be the top two tips you could give our listeners today who may be struggling with marketing their current services and programs? Okay, so my top two tips are absolutely related to even my own core branding and and messaging. You know, the, the first one is to stop looking at everyone else and brand your own brilliance. Really, I mean, every one of us has unique experiences. And when I get real deep, Shannon, and here's what I tell my clients, um, there are lessons that we've lived and messages that are etched on our hearts that we have been divinely positioned to deliver. No one else can deliver the messages that you deliver. And until you have that confidence, you cannot build an effective or a successful brand that stands out from anyone else. You have to brand your own unique brilliance, not anybody else's, not something you read about, not something you saw on somebody else's website. It has to be yours. So do the work and dig deep. Stop looking at everyone else and brand your own brilliance. That's the first one. And the second one? The second one is about having a good framework. So I talked about, you know, the phases in a couple of the phases in my coaching program. The first one is shift. The first one is groundwork where we lay out our goals. And the second one is shift work where we make those internal changes. The third piece of that is having a good framework for your business. And in order to have a good framework, of course, you want to know who your audience is and what to offer them, but you also want to have a really clear sales funnel. And once you have that clear sales funnel to know what you're offering and to who you're offering it to, it becomes really easy for you to figure out more of your branding, right? So you don't want to, you know, start with a title or tagline before you figure out what you're offering people, right? It should be the opposite way. What is it that you offer? What is it that you have been called to do? What is it that you do that gets people results? And that's what you want to go back and build a brand around and and my example for me is I'm building a brand around making people, helping people become brilliant, or as I say, shift from bright to brilliant, and then helping them take that brilliance and become bankable. Right? Those are the results that I help my clients get. And Shannon, you know, I know you help your clients with words. And so your, all of your branding, you know, I love the, the writing whisperer, right? You know, it's all around helping people be co- become confident in their writing and using their writing to, you know, infuse their purpose into their business. That's what real branding is. Those are my top two tips. Thank you. Okay, do you have an upcoming program or product or offering, something that you're really excited about that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Of course, I have a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> do it, girlfriend, do it. And, Shannon, you're part of this, too. So, you know, Shannon and I, you know, we've we teamed up um, in the past for um, different projects. You know, the first one that we did together was the um, 1515 Blogging Challenge, which was a lot of fun to do. Um, we're teaming up again to do the 1515 Social Networking Challenge. Shannon and I share this in common that we've become really good at using social networking to do two things, to build communities of people and to turn um, some of those relationships that we've built into real life paying clients, right? We're in business. And so we've got the 1515 Social Networking Challenge, and there's even an early bird rate that ends tonight, I believe. 
So you want to go to the 1515challenge.com. You can find out more about it right there. It's got all the things that we're going to talk about and cover, how you can get involved. Um, but you want to join by tonight so that you can get in at the early bird rate. And if you miss it, and if you're listening to this later, you can still join because we're not going to be starting that until August 1st is our kickoff call. So there's time for you to do that. And you can find it at 1515challenge.com. And it's 1515, the uh, numerals, correct? 1515? Yes, 1515challenge.com. Awesome. Okay, and where can people connect with you online? Where can where are you at? Where do you hang out online? I hang out at tygoodwin.com, T-A-I-G-O-O-D-W-I-N, tygoodwin.com, and you can find me there. I've got lots of articles. I've got a free offer if you go to tygoodwin.com. Be dash bankable. Um, that's where you can actually get a copy of Four Simple Steps to Increasing Your Impact, Influence, and Income. Um, it's a free ebook and it talks to you about how to unleash your bankable brilliance. So that's tygoodwin.com forward slash be dash bankable. Um, and that way you can um, grab that. And then I'll also subscribe you to my newsletter where I send tips every week about how you can become more brilliant and more bankable. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ty, for spending time with us today and talking about the importance of working on our brands, which starts on the inside and flows to the outside. I know that you're busy. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. It is always a pleasure to spend time with another one of my brilliant business girlfriends, Shannon. I so appreciate you and all the work that you're doing out there in the world. I love the way you shine. Thank you, and thank you, everyone. We hope you complete your homework. And guess what? You can tell us about the homework online because we're there. That's where we hang out. So find us. uh, Give us some results. Tell us what you discovered about your brand and your brand values. And until next month, this was Shannon Hernandez, The Writing Whisperer, and Ty Goodwin on branding from the inside out.